This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Ugly, snot gobbling flesh pigs, otherwise known as the listeners of this stupid, pointless waste of time podcast. Yes, it is I, Flem, Flem the Gargoyle, Scourge of the Skies, second cousin to Satan. 755,222,852 times removed, and ruling champion of Dance Dance Revolution, the PlayStation 2 version. Welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets stupid. Tonight, I have taken over the show. Patrick hurts his back. Ha ha, he's lying in bed. Ha ha, he's on painkillers. Ha ha, so this show's all mine now. You're going to have to deal with me, and you are going to get an earful of my sexy voice and a mouthful of my poop. So open wide, motherfuckers, because you got a Sunday brunch coming up steaming hot for you down your throat. <laughs> Flam. Flam, what are you doing? Nothing. Flem, you're not recording something, are you? No. Then why are you wearing my headset microphone? Um, actually, I'm just signed on to Zoom. You know where you do all the recordings with your guests? So I, 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 I'm on Zoom, I'm doing video chat, and I, I, I'm smoking drugs and masturbating. No, Flem, <sighs> this is supposed to be my day off. I know, no, no, I know, no, I'm not doing it, Flem. Give me the headset. No, but I want to talk to the people, Flem. Give me the headset. But I want to talk to the people. Give me the headset. Fine. I hate you, and I hate your ass face. And I hate your face ass. Okay, uh, sorry about that, everybody. Hi, hi, it's Patrick. I'm here. Hi. Listen, I'm doing better. That's my accident. Feeling a lot better. But this is supposed to be my day off, and it's going to be my day off. So uh, I don't know what Flem told you, but this is episode 244, and we are going to be talking about a little movie called Twitch of the Death Nerve, also known as Bay of Blood. And I just I just prefer the title, Twitch of the Death Nerve, because it takes me to the Flintstones. And there's a place I know where the Twitchers go. It's called Death Nerve. Twitch, Twitch. It's stupid, but it makes me happy. But, as you know, this has been in the works for a long time. Listener and guest of the show, Thomas DJ offered his services to give me a day off. So the fact that this injury happened when it did was perfect timing. 
So it's actually Thomas who's going to be telling you all about Bay of Blood, a.k.a. Twitch of the Deathner. And I'm going to be turning things over to him in just a minute. I have not been able to check the donations today. I'm supposed to be sleeping, Flam. You're supposed to be dead, shitbag. I heard that. You were supposed to. I heard that, too. Okay. We are doing this 21 show in 21 day event to raise money for new alternatives, which helps keep homeless LGBT teenagers off the streets, gets them off the streets, gets them set up, gets them going in the right direction and keeps them there. And it's a cause that is near and dear to my heart. We are getting nearer and nearer to the goal of $2,500. We've had quite a few donations since yesterday, but I just I need to be in this chair as little as possible. This chair already tried to kill me once. Kill me once, shame on me. Kill me twice. You're probably phlegm. I heard that. You were supposed to. So, please help out. Help out the Potathon, and by doing so, helping help out the kids at New Alternatives. Go on over to bit.ly slash SQ podcast. That stands for Scream Queens. Scream Queens podcast, but SQ podcast. And put a, ta- a dot after that T, so it's bit.ly slash SQ podcast. Or go directly to the New Alternatives fundraising page. You can donate there as well. That is HTTP. Better put it in the whole URL. It won't work. HTTP colon slash slash fundraise dot new alternatives NYC dot org slash Scream Queens. We can do this, kids. But I got to get back to lying down. I do have a lot of work coming up today that I'm going to have to attempt because, you know, there's another show tomorrow. But I'm feeling a lot better and I feel more confident about everything. And it's going to be good. I would play the trailer for the movie, but both trailers I have are just music only or just music and screaming, and that's really not going to do you any good. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Thomas DJ. Take it away, Mr. DJ. Hey, Mr. DJ, put the movie on. We're going to twitch around the death nerve. Oh, stop it. Just stop. Surprise! Hi, this is uh, Tom DJ. Uh, you may have remembered me a while back. I did an episode with Patrick where we covered the TV movie Gargoyles with lots of uh, gargoyle ass slapping and stuff. But um, I asked Patrick if I could help with the Halloween marathon this year because it's for a great cause. And I, if you have not donated yet to new alternatives new york city please do so this is for a good cause it's really important i mean i've had my bouts of homelessness in the past so which i don't really wish to discuss but trust me there are new alternatives provides a needed service but anyway um i'm flying without a script so this is going to be pretty wacky. If you're familiar with me as a 
one of the co-hosts at Dread Media, or way back in the day when I was co-hosting uh, Better in the Dark, you'll know that I have a tendency to ramble and go off on tangents and stuff. But what I decided to do has a uh, part of this uh, Patrick's Day Off, so to speak, is to let the fans choose what they'd like me to talk about. So I chose three films that I wanted to see. And what I chose were uh, the Exorcist rip, black exploitation Exorcist ripoff that uh, was so close to the Exorcist, Warner Brothers sued the studio successfully and had the film pulled from theaters. Abby, directed by William Girdler, the brand new maniac running wild in a Halloween themed amusement park, Hellfest. And the film you chose, which I shouldn't be surprised you chose it, it was uh, the most famous of the three films listed, namely A Bay of Blood, directed by Mario Bava in 1971, also known by, get some of these titles, folks, Ecology of the Crime, and Thus We Do Evil. My favorite is Twitch of the Death Nerve, Carnage, Bloodbath, Last House on the Left 2. Yes, some enterprising distributor tried to pass this off as a sequel to the Wes Craven classic. And New House on the Left. It's probably one of the most retitled films in existence. But uh, it's a very influential film, obviously. It's generally considered one of the grandfathers of the slasher genre. And I could definitely see that if you are familiar with the film, you know that there is this motif Bava uses where after a murder, he tends to linger around looking at the uh, scene of the crime, so to speak, taking in details of the room where, where this blood has just been spilt. And I think that's a direct, there's a direct line from that motif to the ending of John Carpenter's Halloween, where we return to the scenes, the various scenes of the crime after the fact. Uh, also, there is a kill uh, involving a copulating couple and a spear that I think had to have inspired Sean Cunningham to do the arrow through the throat gag to Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th. Um... But speaking of the kills, the kills is what is notorious about this film. The plot is fairly simple, but not quite simple. Uh, we open with a old lady in a wheelchair being murdered. And she's, she's strangled. She's hung from the ceiling. And we then cut to... A familiar sight in Italian giallo, a black-gloved killer. He's been busy taking off the gloves, but here's where it changes. Bava pans up so we get to see the killer, and then he himself is killed. And that's why I think Bay of Blood was Bava's reaction to what he had birthed with Blood and Black Lace. Blood and Black Lace back in 1963 is probably the first film that could be pretty much called the Jalo. And 
the Jalo really flowered in the very late 60s, early 70s. And I think that Bava was a kind of uncomfortable with it. it. Judging from this film, this film, if you look at it, it has a reaction to the Jalo. You feel that Bava thinks that they missed the point. The emphasis on blood, the deglamorization. This is one of the least stylized of Bava's films. You know, Bava's known for these vivid colors and grand compositions. And there is none of that here. It's all kind of naturally lit. It's all pretty much, uh, I almost want to say workmanlike, but that's not true because there, there's still things like the point of view shots, which is another thing that you can directly attribute in Bay of Blood to the, uh, to the slasher genre. Um, I think he was trying to say, make a point about the way Giallo glamorized violence. Because, of course, in the f films of Argento and Lenzi and such, when they were making Giallos, the, the murder sequences were elaborate and very stylized. Lots of color, very Bava-esque. Lots of colors, lots of... Uh, Lots of interesting shots and such. So he's just, he's deglamorizing in Bay of Blood this, this, uh, these acts. And there's a lot of acts. And there's some axes too. But that's beside the point. Um, but anyway, so what happens is it's, it sets off this chain of events where various people, and this is, this is why I think, this is the other thing I think it is. I honestly think that Bava had Murder on the Orient Express in mind when he um, wrote Bay of Blood. Now, hear me out on this. Uh, if you're not familiar with Murder on the Orient Express, although I think you probably are, given that Patrick has covered the Peter Ustinoff uh Agatha Christie films of the 70s. So he's probably already, if you're not familiar, the big twist in that film was that everybody killed the victim. In Bay of Blood, everybody is a murderer, pretty much. Nobody is po potentially redeemable. They're all scheming. They're all bloodthirsty for various reasons. And it all revolves around this bay that one character wants to turn into a resort and another character doesn't want it. Although there's another character who is angry because of the murder plot, the first murder plot. And there's, like I said, several murder plots in this film. Um, I think that his point was that... It, it, there's like kind of a little bit of evil in every one of these characters' hearts. And my, there are some, okay, I, I stand correct. There are some uh, innocents, so to speak. There is, of course, the quartet of roaming teenagers, including the girl who is sometimes referred to as German and sometimes referred to as, as Norse with the shortest miniskirt ever um and they get they all get horribly mutilated 
it's it's a very interesting film, but it's a very nihilistic film because there is no uh, people complain. Some people complain that there's no sympathetic character, but that's the point. Nobody is innocent in this film, really. Everybody has their vice, and everybody ends up giving in to their baser instinct to get what they want. Um, it's definitely, I definitely recommend this film. It's essential viewing. I almost regret that Baba never did, uh, never did a film in the 80s. I mean, he died like in 1980. So we never got the chance to see his reaction to the slasher genre that was birthed from Bay of Blood. Because if we count, follow me on this, if Blood and Black Lace begot the Giallo, the Giallo begot Bay of Blood, Bay of Blood begot the slasher, and I would love to see what Bava thought of the slasher genre and what he would have done to comment on it. Um, but like I said, very recommended. Go check it out. And um, hopefully, if you're not tired of me after hearing this, why don't you go – you can go over to Dread Media, dreadmedia.com. Uh, I'm a – one of the rotating co-hosts there. I also uh, curate a new podcast called The Honeywell Experiment on the Two True Freaks Network. And I have books that you can buy, which you just go onto Amazon and look up my name, D-E-J-A. I'm on Twitter, at Nocturne Tom DJ, and I welcome horror fans coming and interacting with me. So, Patrick, I hope you're enjoying your day off. And uh, once again, guys... New Alternatives, New York City, it's a real, real good cause. If you haven't donated yet, please do. Um, oh, one other thing I forgot. Uh, I do have a blog, and presently has, you're hearing this, if you're hearing this uh, during the Halloween season, uh, I'm running the Halloween Horror Fest, where I'm trying to comment on a different horror film every day sometimes two sometimes not i'm not trying to guarantee that there's going to be 31 but we're finished but um so it's been interesting i mean and i welcome you coming in and reading and commenting there as well so patrick uh let's keep on trucking here as as he likes to say just guys remember survive the night fight or flight and I messed it up I know but keep Patrick alright that's gonna wrap up episode 244 thank you Tom DJ for saving my hide Man, and saving my back, and I would not be able to get through these next few days to the end of the potathon. I wouldn't make it if you hadn't done this today. So you are a lifesaver, and I cannot thank you enough. Because in addition, 
I, I mentioned earlier that I still have work to do for, you know, the show's coming up, you know, for the show coming out tomorrow. That is true. But I'm recording some new stuff, too. Yeah. Because there's going to be some potathon bonus material. What? What does that mean, Patrick? Well, hold on. I'm going to tell you. I'm lining up interviews with some of the people who made some of the movies that we talked about in the potathon, the directors, the writers, the actors, the producers. I'm starting to gather them up. And we're going to have special, special potathon bonus episodes after this part is all over. Because like I said, there's still a long time between the um, end of the potathon and the live show at the Rock Bar in November, covering Sleepaway Camp. But here's the thing. In order to get them, you're going to have to donate. That's your ticket in. And I'm going to be letting you know who I'm talking to as we're going on. And if what we've done so far hasn't motivated you to go over to bit.ly slash sqpodathon or http colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash sq, then maybe this will. Everyone who donates is going to get a link to this episode, to these episodes. And it doesn't matter how much you give. You don't have to give the $21. You can give a dollar. What? You can give $1,000. But without a donation, you're never going to hear the conversation that I'm recording today. For instance, today I'm sitting down with director Bart Mastronardi, director Alan Rokelli, screenwriter Andrew, Andrew Varadi. All from Tales of Poe, way, way back from day one of the Potathon. These are the three fabulous out gay filmmakers who not only put together a rather magical anthology of Edgar Allan Poe stories, made it look like a million bucks without spending a million bucks, but also managed to wrangle almost every 80s scream queen diva you could think of to be in that movie plus one of the village people. Why are we talking about them? Why are we getting all the inside dish on them? They're all going to be here and we're going to be talking all kinds of stories and just maybe maybe we're trying to make this happen. One of the stars of Tales of Poe will be here too. And not just any star, one of the bevy of 80s scream queens that were peppered throughout that film. Oh boy, I'm fading. Okay. All right. I'm trying to sell you that and all my energy just flowed out of my feet. I'm sitting in the chair again and it's a, this is a bad place for me to be. Okay, I need to wrap this up. So tomorrow is a very special episode because... We're talking about the movie 
that if it did not exist, neither would this podcast. And I'm talking about the movie directed by the delicious, the diabolical, and the damn sexy Peaches Christ all about evil. I'm going to be joined by Cristiani, the guy who directed Creatures from the Pink Lagoon. Remember him from Chopping Mall and, and, and Strange Invaders. And brand new guest, Jason Pintar. The man, another guy with a voice is going to make your panties jump off your body. Just They're, gonna, they're just going to melt right off. They're just going to be like, hey, Jason, how you doing? That's just the way it is. So until tomorrow, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place, but maybe, maybe, please make this Halloween a little less scary for some kids who've already seen enough shit for like 12 lifetimes. And in the meantime, never, ever forget the gold, never, never forget the Scream Queen's golden rule like Tom DJ did. Really, Tom? Really? Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. You had one job, Tom. And you did it. Thank you. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Dot com. Bitches! <laughs>